Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Yo, what up? Welcome to The Best. The Best today is Tuesday, September 28, 2021. My name is JC Devis. Welcome to the podcast about my life and nothing else but stick around. You might learn something new. Happy New Week, everyone. This uh, podcast brought to you by Upstream PH. I already talked about it last episode. But if you, if you don't use Upstream, it's a great service. You can watch movies. You, you just It's like going to the cinema, right? So you pay for your pass. And then you watch the movie. But in case, in case you don't want to pay, right? In case you want to pirate your stuff. <laughs> well, uh, Upstream is actually giving away some free passes. And I'm going to tell you how. So listen before we get into the podcast. So if you haven't seen the movie Nobody, which I highly recommend starring Bob Odenkirk. I love that movie. Uh, well, we're giving away gift passes. All you have to do is uh, there's mechanics. So you hear, let me read you the mechanics, but I'll also post this on the Instagram that I have, Tevez of the Best. So you just have to follow any of the upstream social media on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Tag two of your friends and use these captions. Hashtag upstream nobody. So that's U-P-S-T-R-E-A-M nobody. And hashtag upstream universal. Okay? And then uh, you just click on the link on the caption of the post. So go to Tevez the Best on Instagram and drop your email there. And you have a chance to win two passes on September 30. They're going to give it away. Okay? So easy peasy. Just do it. You know, nothing to lose. Literally. I mean, there's only like 200 of you listen. So if one of you does it, I'm sure you'll win it. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, let's get on to the podcast. Actually, I was surprised. I was looking at the numbers of the most recent podcast. And I actually got a good amount of listeners for Squid Game, like 226 plus listeners in a week. Normally, after the first week, I only have like 110, right? 115. So I guess you really enjoy the spoilers for Squid Game. <laughs> so I figured, I figured, uh, you know, because I, I, I have, I'm torn between should I spoil stuff that just came out? Because Squid Game just came out last week, right? And Sex Ed just came out this week. But based on the numbers, I'm sure a lot of you have a lot of time on your hands and and, and binge-watched <laughs> all the shit that, that I've been watching. So maybe I'm okay with giving spoilers as long as I give the disclaimer, right? So that's what we're going to do today. Um, I finished Sex Ed uh, Season 3. So if you don't watch Sex Ed, well, obviously, for obvious reasons... Do not listen to this until you watch it. But if you have no, so who can keep listening from this point forward? If you finish season three or if you have no intention of watching Sex Ed. Okay. So that's what we're going to talk about today. I also have some other shows that I watch. I finished another show, which I'll talk about in a bit called Home Economics. And I have a few other things to talk about, about what I did over the weekend. But let's start with Sex Ed while it's clear my, my mind. Cause I just finished, uh, episode eight or the season finale. Of Sex Ed season three last night, and man, hmm, that was uh, I was heartbroken for Adam. Man, you know Eric is my favorite. I told you last week, right? Or Eric's my favorite character, but he's a fucking asshole, right? <laughs> he's an asshole this season. Um, and I was re- reading through, as I always do, I was reading through the Reddit 
uh, discussion thread. And you know, I, I I'm not uh, you know I'm not I'm not gay, right? And I'm not so like I I I'm trying to maybe understand it from a perspective of maybe why he he kissed that dude in in Nigeria, right? You know, that's the whole reason for the breakup. And I kind of get the my I, I read a comment there that said something about the the fact that you know when he kissed that guy. He was, he felt like free because he was being himself, uh, you know, in a, in a club with, with other people. And he was with a guy who was also open about it, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And I can see, I, you know, the, the mentality, the mindset behind it, I kind of get why he did it, but it doesn't make it right. Right. And, but the, the thing that bugs me a lot is that he did not seem super remorseful. Uh, like he did not seem heartbroken. Uh, when he broke up with Adam. Because, you know, like the next scene, he was smiling and putting on makeup. And I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with doing that. Maybe that's his way of dealing with it. But I just felt like he was, it was, uh, a little bit harsh. Especially for Adam, who, you know, who's, who just this season finally came, you know, was getting more comfortable, obviously. Because what I read in the comment was that Adam was still dealing with kind of who he is, like, in terms of his sexuality and whatnot. And Eric was already kind of far ahead, right? So there's a little, little bit of an imbalance between the two as a, as a pair. And, but still, I, I felt so awful for Adam, who I really hated in season one. This show is fantastic, by the way, at making you care for people that you did not care about before. So I hated Adam in like the first season or two. Uh, I did not like the principal guy who got fired, and it made me care for him this season. I was very shocked that I actually wanted him to succeed. Uh, principal, whatever his name is, I, I forgot the dad of Adam. I was like, "Wow, this show is pretty good at doing that stuff." So yeah, and that 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 letter or the that poem or was it a poem or it was more of a letter? I don't think it was a poem. It was a letter. The letter that Adam wrote that Rahim read, right? was so, oh man, I felt so much for him. The way he said, like, uh, thank you for showing me I had a heart or something. Dude, I really, like, I I, I teared up. <laughs> I'm tearing up thinking about it. Man, I just felt so bad for him. Ah, what a thing. Um, I was happy for the, the Maeve and Otis part. You know, the, the kiss the, the kiss at the gas station when they got left behind when they were uh, on that field trip to France was really well done I think but I did not like the abrupt way that she just left like that seems a little bit unrealistic to me like I it's okay that she's going to go to America but the fact that hey by the way <laughs> I got to go on the bus right now <laughs> we cannot discuss anything further uh you know we can't you can't stay for a few more hours and take the next flight the next day I don't know how urgent I mean she did say she missed the deadline whatever so maybe she really needed to make it there in you know, post haste. Malalang, feel ko lang it was it was a, a a very cheap way to separate the the love team without much closure. But that's the point, right? That's the point that makes you want to watch season four. By the way, it was renewed for season four. In case you missed the news, uh, I did it on radio yesterday. Uh, Netflix has officially announced that they are releasing season four. I mean, I had no doubt in my mind. It is one of the most popular shows. Um. So yeah, they're gonna continue that. Will I, do I think they're gonna end up together? Yeah, they, they have to, right? I feel like they have to. Like I feel like it would be such a big letdown if they don't end up together eventually. I'm sure there's gonna be problems down the line. I really don't know how they're gonna. How are they? Because at the end of season three, right? They the school closes down. So 
how can there be a show like and and Maeve is in America? Like I doubt they're gonna have. Will they? Will they show Maeve's time in America? I don't think so. It's kind of weird if they do. Well, I don't know. So yeah, there's that issue. I wonder how they're gonna play that off in season four. I don't know if they've written it. Probably maybe the writers already have had an idea before writing this episode. So that's what I look forward to season four. Kind of see how that dynamic between Maeve and Otis plays out. I think Adam and Rahim. Rahim is his name, right? The guy who Eric broke up, who cheated. Eric cheated on him too in season two at the end. I, I feel like they might get together. That would be an interesting thing. Like I wouldn't be opposed to it. I think that's pretty cool. I really liked the storyline between Jackson and Cal, the non-binary new uh, addition to the cast, and I thought that was so well done. Uh, and I love, I love like. Cal's explanation to Jackson as to why they couldn't be together. It kind of parallels for me the the Eric and Adam thing. Because Eric and Adam, right? The, Adam was kind of figuring himself out. Eric kind of already knew who he was. But they tried to make it work. Or Eric you know, was like, okay, let's try it. Whereas Cal and Jackson, Cal is still trying to figure themselves out. I hope I'm using the right pronoun or whatever, right? Uh, but knows that Jackson is not there yet. So Cal says, like, we shouldn't do this. And I think that's the mature thing to do. And I think Cal was a great addition to the cast. Uh, probably one of my favorite characters in the in the season. Um, who else did I really like this season? Maeve was whatever, right? Like, I thought Maeve was okay. She was such a bitch to, to her friend. Uh, what's her name? Is it Amy? Amy at that? The goat girl. What a bitch, right? She paid for your trip and you're going to be a bitch to her? It's kind of messed up. I, I was like, damn, you're cold. Um, she just redeemed it with the Otis kiss, I guess. The, 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 the wheelchair guy, I really hated him at the end of season two because he deleted the voicemail. But eventually, especially when he voluntarily revealed that he deleted the voicemail, I had a lot of respect for him. And then after that, I was like, oh, he's, he's actually a nice guy. Uh, he was just, you know, he had the hots for Maeve. Dude. You wouldn't delete a voicemail so you could get with Maeve. Uh, but I would never say that I deleted the voicemail. <laughs> so kudos to that guy. Uh, what's his name? Isaac? I'm surprised I remember these names. Isaac. So I, I thought Isaac was also a pretty good character. Down the line, I eventually kind of enjoyed his character. And saw him kind of as a, as a foil, quote-unquote foil, to Otis and Maeve's, Maeve's love team. Uh, I'm trying to think what other characters really stood out to me. The the head girl, see, I forgot her name now. The girl who replaced Jackson, who was sexting with, with that hot guy. I forgot his name, too. Um, she was pretty cool. I enjoyed her character. You know, she wasn't a main character, but I liked, I liked how she stood up for her peers when once the head headmaster lady, headmistress, kind of threatened or whatever. Oh, by the speaking of the headmistress, so see, Hope... Now, Hope, there's a lot of things that I did not agree with, obviously, with how Hope ran the school. Like, obviously, there's there's some elements of transphobia, and I don't know if she was racist, per se. I don't... There's some comments in Reddit saying that she was blatantly racist. Maybe, like, inadvertent, or maybe, like, subtly racist, like, she, it wasn't obvious, or maybe, what do you call that? Racism, where you don't really know you're being racist, but it's just because how you were raised, but it is racist in a way. I don't know how you call it. So, there's that, those issue, issues. But I really thought that at, the, at least the first few episodes, she was actually not because she was, you know, like a cool headmistress kind of lady, but she really did push for things that I think made sense. 
right? Like discipline. And, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, I don't at all agree with the way that she was pushing for abstinence and how sex is bad and whatever. But the covering up of the graffiti and the way she destroyed the, 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 that this, it was a disgusting bathroom. All right. That, that bathroom was disgusting and it needed to be destroyed. So I wasn't too mad at that. I find her character interesting, you know, with the, I don't really know what they were going for with her not being able to have a baby, right? That's her, that's her kind of behind the scenes story outside of her being a, 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 a harsh head principal or headmistress. She had that issue with not having a baby. So I don't know. Are they going to bring her back for season four? Like, is that something that is she going to be in the next season? Because I don't really see any more arc for her. If she's not going to be the headmistress anymore, like, why do I have to care about her? So if they built on that in vitro, like where she couldn't get pregnant part, maybe I would have cared more for. But they only they only kind of touched on it twice in the whole season. But I thought Hope was an interesting addition to the thing. I I just I feel like the there wasn't. I mean this this is a show that really doesn't have a villain, right? But the first two seasons had more conflict with the head principal and. It was more mean girls. <laughs> this one, I, I wasn't super, like, I didn't really care too much about defeating Hope, if that makes sense. And that whole fight with in the in the sound, in the sound booth with Ruby was so ridiculous. <laughs> what the fuck was that? Like, why did Ruby, I, I mean, it was funny, but I, that was kind of unbelievable to me in a way. Like, why would Ruby all of a sudden stand up for her classmates, like, in that situation? Maybe because they... You know, they pretty much killed off her character after her and Otis broke. <laughs> that was a cool storyline, huh? Like the Ruby, the Ruby and Otis like dating storyline was actually really nice, and they expanded on a character who I really did not remember much, except for she was hot, and she kind of reminds me of Dua Lipa. <laughs> but in the first two seasons, I really I just remember she was the bully girl. So this season actually did a great job of me caring for her, but still. You know, there are, I see on Twitter, right, uh, people who are like justice for Ruby or whatever. But I think we have to remember that Ruby is a fucking bitch, right? <laughs> sure, she has a dad who's, who has, who's sick. And we get a little, you know, we feel bad for her when Otis doesn't say, I love you. And that's valid, right? But it doesn't excuse the fact that she is a bitch. Like, she's a bitch to a lot. And you can make the case for, oh, she's only a bitch because she has a difficult time at home. And whatnot. I don't buy that. You know, I you know I felt bad for her when Otis didn't say I love her, I love you. I mean, like I I did genuinely feel bad for her. But the way she treated him after, or in the way she just acted after, was all super not you know not the vibe. <laughs> so so although I don't think that Ruby and Ruby and Otis should ever be together. Uh, do I want her to be happy? Yeah, but I want her to be a better person before anything. But I did like the character. Like, I enjoyed, like, I enjoyed caring about a new character. Because, you know, first few seasons, it was really, I really only cared about Otis, Maeve, Eric. Those are like the three. So, the, oh, here's a twist that I did not like at the end of season three. I mean, I don't know if they're gonna, I mean, it seems obvious that's the, what they were alluding to, but the fact that Gene, Otis's mom, read the DNA test and that the CEC, I forgot his name now. The Ola's dad, her the guy she's the, the the guy the sweet is he Swedish? What is he? Norwegian? I don't know. Some Scandinavian country that he could not he might not be the father. I thought that was stupid. Like that's a that's such a that's such a 
telenovela twist that I felt was super unnecessary. Um, so yeah, Jean, like I, you know, the mom, I don't really care too much about. I really kind of find her a little bit annoying. This season didn't do much for her, for me, for her. Like I didn't really care too much about her. I didn't care too much about that whole storyline of the baby, <laughs> if, if that makes sense. Not that I, not that I don't like babies, right? But I just I felt that was I mean, it's whatever. So they're adding that for dramatic effect for season four, hundred percent. Uh, Ola and her girlfriend, the the alien chick, it's whatever for me. Like it, I don't really, I don't really care about those two characters. I don't know why. Not because they're lesbian, or I just. Nothing really made me care about their relationship. I don't really care about their relationship. Who are the other characters in this show? I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think before because I, it's fresh in my mind. So I'm trying to think what else did I really enjoy? Um, trying to think. Oh, the teacher, Miss Miss Sands, I think the the Indian looking teacher. She, I mean the the guy teacher, the the band teacher guy. He's funny, but the I really like the teacher, the Indian teacher. Who the one who wants to apply for head miss, head headmistress at the end? But she said, no, we're shutting down the school. I think she has a she's a the best adult in the whole show, hundred percent. I really like how she stood up for her students uh, when they felt bad about like, oh shit, look what look what we did, we fucked up. And she says, no, you should always never feel bad about um, standing up for what you believe in. So she was a great character. So overall, JC, what do you think about season three? Overall, you know, it's a great. It was it was entertaining. Uh, there are things that I would probably change up a bit, but that's just for me. Uh, like I would not have let Maeve leave so hastily or so quickly. I would have had like more build up there, or they could have ended it when she found out that she got the money or something for America. Then, then I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm. I this is why I'm not a screenwriter, right? Um, what else would I have enjoyed? I would have liked a. Like, I'm looking forward to the reunion of Adam and his dad. So maybe that's why they didn't include it. Because now, you know, I'm waiting for that for season four. I like that. I, I'm really looking forward to that. Like, my favorite characters in the show now are Adam and Otis. Like, those are the two characters that I really care about now. Eric, man, what an asshole, bro. <laughs> I loved Eric, bro. But he was, oh my god, he was such a dick this season, right? So yeah. Uh, season three, that's the, that's out now. You can finish it. It's eight episodes. Each episode's pretty long. It's like 50 minutes. So it's like watching a K-drama, right? Eight episodes of a K-drama. Um, so yeah, those are my final thoughts. Let me know, uh, if you want to discuss it with me on, on Instagram, I'm happy to talk about sex ed. Like it's, it's a show that I, I was surprised that I really liked sex ed because I remember when it first came out uh, a few years ago, I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, I, I did not like, I don't like, um, is that his name? Asta Butterfield. His real name's the Otis. I hate his face, bro. <laughs> Something about him. I don't know. Something about him irks me. Like, he looks creepy. Like, he looks like if the devil were to possess a kid. And then when you're w- sleeping at night and you wake up and you see a kid next to you. Like, that's what he would look like to me. <laughs> Or if you ever watch Ender's Game, maybe that's why, because I watch Ender's Game and he was just like such a weird, like, he looks so sociopathic in that movie. And I guess he, it never really, I never really shook that image of him. I can't take his face seriously, but he's still, he's my favorite character in Sex Ed now. But that's why I didn't watch it the first time. I only watched Sex Ed uh, maybe uh, a year after it came out. 
And I was like, wow, this is actually a very engaging show. And I watched season two, and now here we are at season three. So yeah, I highly recommend watching it, Sex Education Season 3. Now, moving on, there's another show that I watched. This one, I saw, I heard of it, I'd never heard of the show. Uh, I was on Reddit Television or something like that, and I saw an AMA, or Ask Me Anything, if you're not familiar with the Reddit lingo, AMA, an Ask Me Anything of uh, Topher Grace. So Topher Grace was on Reddit, and he was inviting Redditors to ask him questions about his show, Home Economics. And I was like, what the fuck is Home Economics? And I looked it up, and it's a show on Amazon. And to put it in a nutshell, it's like a poor man's version of Modern Family. It's actually Modern Family. Not as good, but still entertaining. It stars Topher Grace. Uh, I don't know the, the name of the guy. and the, So it's a, let me give you the premise first, okay? The premise is about three siblings, played by Topher Grace... The guy from American Vandal Season 1, the guy who is, like, accused of being the Vandal. And the girl who reminds me of Lizzie Kaplan, but I don't think it's Lizzie Kaplan. And their siblings, the girl is a lesbian who is not who's struggling uh, financially. The mid guy, the middle... No, no, sorry. She's the eldest. The middle child is Topher Grace, who is the... Who is a struggling failed writer or failing writer. is middle class. And his wife is played by the girl who plays Lauren in How to Get Away with Murder. I don't know her real name. And the youngest is a financially successful guy who is kind of a dumbass, which is, you know, that's kind of the dynamic of the show. And it's only seven episodes. Each one's only like half an hour long. But it's very modern family. You know, they get into hijinks and then, you know, you see how they, how the financial uh, relationship, like how they're affected by it and... uh, you know, there's there's the they also have a relationship with their parents, and you know they they know that one of them is the favorite, blah blah blah. You know, typical family drama, but in a comedy sitcom form. So I, I really enjoyed it. I mean, if the show never continued for season two, I wouldn't be sad or anything. But they just got that's why he was doing the AMA Topher Grace on Reddit because it got renewed for season two. So I will watch it when it comes out. So if if you're looking for a new sitcom to watch uh, that isn't very heavy. And maybe you don't really want to get invested in a new show and you're just like, oh, just something to watch in the background. Uh, I would recommend Home Economics. Uh, you know what? Let me look up the names of the actors because I really like the younger brother guy. Um, if you ever watch American Vandal, here's a recommendation for you. American Vandal Season 1. Well, Season 2 is good too, but Season 1 is fantastic. It is a parody on like murder mystery slash true crime documentaries. It's a parody of that. But it's really, really well made, and it's really engaging. Like you, you know how those murder mysteries kind of build up to like, you know, what, who was the true killer? Blah blah blah. Like it, it does that. But the premise is it's someone vandalized the school with a bunch of graffiti full of penises. Like that's the story. Like how, it sounds ridiculous, but when you watch it, it's really, really good. Okay. Uh, Topher Grace. Oh, I'm sorry. Topher Grace is the eldest of the three siblings. He, but he's the middle class, like in terms of money. See, Caitlin McGee plays Sarah, the the young, the middle sibling who is the lesbian uh, lady who is a child therapist who's barely making ends meet. And then the guy from American Vandal who plays the youngest sibling. His name is Jimmy Tatro. T A T R O. It's really good. Like he's so funny. I, he's the best part of Home Economics. He's the best part of uh, American Vandal as well. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He reminds me of like 
Adam Devine. You know Adam Devine from from Pitch Perfect and uh, Workaholics. Like they're like the same guy. Like this this I feel like he's just maybe a little. He looks older than Adam Devine, but Adam Devine probably could have played this role just the same. I love Adam Devine. So yeah, I mean, home economics. Those are the two things that I watch. I rewatched last night Jurassic Park two and three. Maybe we should we should just talk about Jurassic Park for a little bit. I love Jurassic Park. I love dinosaurs. Have I shared that with you guys? I fucking love dinosaurs. There's not enough dinosaur movies. I don't know why. Like, what are the dinosaur movies besides dinosaur movies? I mean, like, besides animated like dino. Have you have you guys seen Dinosaur the Disney movie? That movie sucks. I like Land Before Time, right? As a fan of the first, you know, I don't know how... There's like 30 of them now. I watched maybe the first five. But live-action dinosaur movies? How many are there? Right? The best part of King Kong, the Jack Black and Naomi Watts King Kong, was when the dinosaurs came. Fucking was awesome. I'm looking on Google right now. Land of the Lost? Eh, whatever. But there's no serious dinosaur movies, like live-action, besides Jurassic Park, right? Can you guys name me one? I really, I literally cannot name you one. I don't know why, because dinosaurs are fucking awesome. So anyway, I rewatched uh, Jurassic Park 2 and 3. I don't think the original one's on Netflix, like Jurassic Park 1. But I watched 2 and 3. An unpopular opinion. I enjoy 2 and 3. I mean, 1 is still the best, 100%. But I enjoy Jurassic Park 2 and Jurassic Park 3. I used to hate Jurassic Park 2, but I, I've come to appreciate it more the last few years. I don't know why. Like, I, I remember not liking it the first time I watched it. But upon rewatching, maybe because I don't like the Chris Pratt ones that much. As much as I'm a fan of Chris Pratt, I'm not a fan of Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. Like, the, especially Fallen Kingdom. That movie was ass. That movie was basura. Hot basura. But Jurassic Park 2 and 3 are, are universally disliked. But I enjoyed, especially 3. Can I tell you guys how much I like Jurassic Park 3? That movie's fucking dope. Like, that scene in the pterodactyl cage is probably, like, the best in terms of, like, tense and suspense and, and like, just, just like, damn, this is so cool. Like, it was so cool. Like, that scene where it made you feel how powerful and how, how scary and terrifying it would be to have dinosaurs, like, roaming around. Like, the, you know... I don't know. Because in the first movie, when the T-Rex comes out, you know, you're in the open and whatever, whatever. You expect it to happen. But this, I don't know. It just made me feel like, damn, I would be so terrified to be in a pterodactyl cage, right? And the, I guess the, a similar feeling, as much as I dislike Jurassic World and Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom, the the one scene in Jurassic World when all hell breaks loose and... Like that that river monster, river dinosaur, the 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 dinosaur in the water, uh, like eats the 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 girl who was babysitting the two kids, who I felt so bad for. Like she did, she was actually just trying to do her job, right? And then they gave her like the most violent death. That was I felt so bad for her character, but that was fucking terrifying. Imagine just swimming, right? And you see this big ass dinosaur. Oh my god, I don't know the name of the dinosaur. But yeah, they need to make more dinosaur movies because I I love dinosaurs. So yeah, Jurassic Park 2 and 3, solid watches for me. I, I know most people won't like it, but I am a fan. And I really like Malcolm, right? Or Alan, sorry. I like Malcolm too, but I like Alan, the, the, guy in, the main guy in Jurassic Park 1 and 3, more than Malcolm. And they're coming back, right? Malcolm and Alan. I don't know if Ellie, the 
is coming back for the new one. Hold on. Let me, let me go look that up. Jurassic World 3. What do you call it? There's a new title for it, right? Jurassic World Dominion. When is Dominion coming out? Jurassic World Dominion is scheduled for June of next year. June 2022. And it stars Chris Pratt, Bryce Dallas Howard returning. Laura, oh, so they're coming back. Laura Dern is coming back. Dr. Ellie Sattler. Sam Neill as Dr. Alan Grant. Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Ian Malcolm. They're all, all three are coming back. I wonder if they're going to bring back the kids. I mean, I don't know why they, sh- they probably shouldn't. Like the kids from the first movie. Not, not Jurassic World. I hate those kids. They're little pieces of shit. Um, I don't see them. Probably not. Justice Smith is back. I think he was in the most recent one, right? Yeah, he was. He was in the Fallen Kingdom one. Interesting. Okay, cool. Is what's her name coming back to the the girl who looks like my radio partner Lexi? I forgot her name. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's the stuff that I watch. I'm trying to think. Oh, uh, I, I watched the latest episode of What If? AJ AJ, who listens to this podcast, he asked me if I watch it. So. Just want to share that with you. It's way more lighthearted than the last few heavy ass episodes. Like the last episodes, like four to six or whatever. I don't know what the most recent one is. Is it seven? But that before this Thor episode, the last two or three were so depressing. Like the Wakanda one was depressing. The Doctor Strange one was extra depressing. Uh, the one where with with um, Hank Pym was fucking like depressing. So I'm glad that they kind of showed a fun funny silly side of 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 this you know this what if universe um yeah i enjoyed it the one with thor i'm trying to think did i did i watch anything else oh okay i have something to share with you guys and you guys are going to hate me for this or maybe not so i tried to watch dear evan hansen and i got through maybe 40 minutes of it before i turned it off because um the guy right what's his fucking name dear evan hansen now What's his fucking name, bro? Ben Platt, you know? Fantastic in, in Pitch Perfect. I never watched the Broadway. I hear he won awards and was fantastic in Dear Evan Hansen, the Broadway musical, you know? 40 fucking years ago when he did it. So I was watching the movie, and I could not I could not get past how old he looked. And I know that's a little bit ageist. Is that a word? Is ageist a word? You know, you know, most of you might be saying, oh, just get over it, JC. It's just a movie. But dude, this man looked like he was fucking 40 years old hanging out with 14 year old pe- 14 year old kids. The love interest looked like she was 12. It was just so jarring that, and although, you know, I listened to the first maybe four songs and they're good. You know, he's really good. He's a great singer, but man. And I read that they actually put prosthetics on him and whatever to make him look young. Whatever they did, they need to fire whoever made that decision because he looks younger and pitch perfect. He looks old as fuck in this movie. And it was so distracting that I could not, I could not watch it. It just felt weird. Right. And I was looking on Reddit, uh, you know, and a lot of people share the same sentiment. And I think it's not necessarily that he, Maybe the issue was that he wasn't, well, it is obviously an issue that he looked too old, but everyone around him looked way younger. And I think that's the problem, right? So you ever watch Grease, right? I've never seen Grease the whole way through. Um, but people are making a, a similar, you know, people are showing like, hey, Grease did the same thing. But if you look at Grease, all of them look old as fuck, right? They're all supposed to be high schoolers, but they all look like they're 30. So it's not fucking weird. 
But when you watch this movie, I, I don't know. Is it just me that feels this way? If you watch Dear Evan Hansen all the way through, did you not feel weird at all just watching this guy who looked – he looked like – I don't know. It was something was – it was so off. It, it was so eerie. That's the word. That's the best word I can use to describe how I felt watching it. Like it, it felt like something was wrong all the time. And I couldn't really take the character seriously anymore. It felt like a – you ever watch Saturday, Saturday Night Live or, or Mad TV, like their skits it, or Key and Peele? It felt like I was watching an extended skit and I was just waiting for something like funny to happen because of his age. But but people were playing it obviously because in the movie he's supposed to be a teenager. You know, it, it was never a dress, right? And that's what really was so off-putting to me. So unfortunately, I I, uh, I cannot give you anything besides a half review of Dear Evan Hansen. <laughs> the songs I heard at the start were good. Um, but I, I would have to watch it like with somebody else in the main role. I, and that's the first time where I've really kind of had an issue with age in casting. Actually, I, I rarely have any issues with casting in movies. I'm trying to think of a movie where I did not watch it because I did not like the casting. I mean, cause the acting is okay, right? The acting was fine. I mean, he won awards for it on Broadway. It's just watching it. Have you ever watched a movie and you're like, this seems off just from looking at them? And so you refuse to watch it. I don't think I've ever done that before. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think deep and hard. Like even when they recast people, it's not so weird. Okay, maybe one that I didn't like was you ever watched The Mummy 3 and they recast Rachel Weisz as the wife? Wasn't a fan of that. Because the movie itself is is all right. But I think I would have enjoyed it more even if it was – if it was Rachel Weisz and it was the same shitty script, I would have probably enjoyed that movie more. Uh, so yeah, I did not like that recasting. But I'm trying to think of like just a casting where it wasn't even a recasting. So no Don Cheadle, Terrence Howard for War Machine and in, in MCU. Like that's whatever, right? I'm trying to think of just a casting where I was like, that feels so off that I'm not watching it. Maybe Avatar, like the M. Night Shyamalan Avatar Last Airbender. Because they didn't, I don't know. But I wasn't, I never watched Avatar the series before watching that movie. So maybe it was a bit, oh, okay, Dragon Ball, right? Dragon Ball Evolution. Piece of shit movie. Piece of shit movie. Fuck that movie. Probably as bad as Aquaman, right? I hate Aquaman. Okay. So yeah, those are the movies that I, wow, that's surprisingly a lot of stuff that I talked about. 33 minutes. That's a good amount of time. Is there anything else I want to share with you? And let me check my notes real quick. Uh, oh, hello, hello, by the way, uh, we didn't make any official announcement, uh, but we are canceling the rest of our episode. I'm just kidding. No, we, uh, Rika and I are a little bit busy on our, our schedule, so we have decided to start recording on Thursdays, which means that there might not be a mix this week, all right? For all the hello, hello fans out there, we haven't made an official announcement, so this is kind of your reward for listening to me. If you're a Lecce fan, you have some insider information, Okay. But yeah, we'll get back to it. Don't worry. Fear not. Fear not. We're still friends. All right. Mm, what else? What else? Uh, I ate a tub of ice cream over the weekend from Pharmacy. I was about to say Farmali. Farmali. <laughs> Dude, did you hear the news? We'll probably talk about it on Hala Hala, but just to, just a quick man. The whatever, like CEO or whatever. Uh, oh, I, tw- I tweeted it, right? So they she went in front of Congress and whatever. Here we go. Farmily Pharmaceutical Corp. Executive, Crizel Grace Mago, 
disappeared a day after her bombshell admission that her company had swindled the government by selling damaged medical-grade face shields with bogus production dates. So that's just a genuine fuck you to the people, right? You know, we need to open our eyes, right? I mean, I'm sure most of you listen to me are already... You, none of you are 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 with with what with 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 what's oh, what am I saying? None of you are with what's going on with the administration right now. Like you're not with them. Like you're not on their side, right? I'd like to think you're not, because goddamn, I cannot. There's no way they can defend. And I was seeing tweets of people still def- like not people, but of, of of some certain election elected officials defending. The farmily whatever, like something saying like, oh, you know, wala naman namatay sa face mask or whatever. Like, what the fuck, bro? <coughs> anyway, that's, I'll save that for Halada. But I ate a tub of ice cream from Pharmacy. All right? Pharmacy. Uh, which is actually, I don't know if they're owned by the same people because they were being sold by Wildflowers. So I went to Podium, uh, passed by there, and they had a refrigerator outside of their, out of their restaurant, like on the, you know, edge of the restaurant. With tubs of ice cream, and I was like, "Fuck, I gotta get some ice cream" because I was craving ice cream the whole weekend. So this was fantastic. Their vanilla bean was so good, probably one of the best vanilla bean ice creams I've ever had. Uh, the price though will make you want to cry. It, that shit is seven hundred and fifty pesos for like a a pint. I don't know if that's a pint, maybe a little larger than a pint, but it's not cheap. That shit is mad expensive. You could probably get like four uh, selectas or magnolias at Seven Eleven for for the price. I just felt like splurging a little bit, you know, reward myself for doing nothing, right? <laughs> for not exercising and not working and not having a racket. I wanted to reward myself. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, shout out to pharmacy. I don't know if you – I think you can order it on Grab maybe. Um, I was going to order on Grab before I went to go walk to Podium. I was lazy. I was like, I just want to order some ice cream. I was going to get something from ba- Chef Baby's Ice Cream. I saw it on Grab. looked interesting. Has anyone ever had Chef's, Chef Baby's ice cream? If so, please let me know if it's worth a buy. You know, message me. I would love to know if that's something I should consider next time I'm fiending for some ice cream. And that's the podcast for today. Wow, I talked a lot. Uh, once again, you know, I don't post on Instagram a lot. Uh, I don't know how many of you will see the post because of the how the Instagram algorithm works, right? Uh, but please join in the nobody content. Like, if you don't know how to pirate stuff, right, and you want to watch nobody, which is not on Netflix yet, I'm giving you literally a free chance to watch it here. All you have to do, I'll put instructions in the in the description of this episode. But follow any of the upstream social media accounts. You could use your burner, man, on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Tag two of your friends in the comment section and use the caption hashtag upstream nobody and hashtag upstream universal and then go to the link of the caption of the post that i'm gonna post uh probably tomorrow right i'll probably post it tomorrow or even today later today and drop your email and you get a chance to win all right two winners and i'm guaranteeing you if you do it you'll probably you'll probably win i don't think a lot of people are gonna do it so if you do it if you take the extra i don't know 10 minutes that it takes to do it while you're taking a shit while listening to this podcast. Might as well give it a shot, all right? So, yeah, that's it. That's it. Take care. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to record on Friday, but enjoy the rest of your week. Go watch Sex Education. Oh, you've probably seen it if you already listened this far. But go watch Home Economics. Um, That's it. I'll see you all. Say it with me. Later. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.